Now, Sound Off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, Northlanders, here we are on a Thursday morning in the Northland, 610 KDAL with Sound Off. And right now, as we are on the air, the Supreme Court is hearing from an attorney in Colorado trying to justify the fact that Donald Trump should be kept off it, uh, and not only in Colorado, but uh, you know the assumption is is that this would be uh, this would be able to be done in every state in the union. I was listening to the report for the last hour or so. They they had audio excerpts uh, coming out of the court, and it doesn't sound like it's going well for this attorney. He's being uh, uh, challenged on almost everything he says. Uh, remember, this case ended up at the Supreme Court uh, because originally a Democratic-ruled uh, attorney general or a Democratic-appointed attorney general had made that decision in Colorado. It went to the Colorado Supreme Court. The Colorado Supreme Court is made up of seven appointed Democrats, all of them Democrats, and even there it was split four three uh, to uh, to uh, to to yes stand up and outlaw Donald Trump from being on the ballot. So of course the appeal appeal was made right away to the United States Supreme Court, and that's what's being heard today. Now uh, I'm going to give you before we talk too much in depth on it, and we'd sure like to hear from people this morning. And you can give us a call or text us either way. Uh, simply by picking up the phone, pick up your cell phone, your smartphone, and dial 218-722-0839. That's 722-0839. And then you can just either hit the call button. It'll get you right into the studio. Kenny will talk to you, get you on the air. Or you can hit the message button on your smartphone on that phone number you just dialed, and that will allow you to text message us. You can send us a message, say, hey, Brad and Kenny, I, this is what I feel about this issue. And Kenny reads them, and we will report on them from time to time what is being said there. But let me first of all give you, uh, because people are saying, okay, well, what does this mean? What does this uh, court case mean? What, what could happen if, in fact, uh, uh, the Supreme Court ruled or, or rules on this case, what uh, what will go down? What what are the outcomes? The way the uh, the way the uh, the Wall Street Journal and the Associated Press have figured on this and have covered it, uh, here's what could happen. There are three things, <clears throat> three possible outcomes. The first is that the court could uphold Colorado's ruling. That would require wins for the plaintiff on the whole array of Trump's defenses. Um, so, but again, that is possible that they could rule that way. The second is that the court could rule that Trump cannot be disqualified under Section 3, period. And if that is ruled that way, uh, the, court could, the, the result would be to end the case against him. In other words... Even the dozens of similar uh, challenges fielded across the country because it would already have been ruled on in the United States Supreme Court. And it would have been ruled, no, you can't take him off the ballot. 
The third possibility unnerves a lot of uh, legal experts, I guess, uh, according to the piece I wrote uh, read this morning that said the court could effectively punt and not make a final decision on whether Trump is qualified to serve as president. Now, here's where this gets really dicey, folks, because here's what, what would happen in that case. In other words, if the Supreme Court takes all this testimony today and then at the end of it decides not to make a ruling on it at all and just to punt the case, here's what would happen. That could kick the question down the road. So if Donald Trump lost the presidential election, it wouldn't mean anything. It, it would just, that's the way it would end up. However, if he wins the election, then Congress, Congress would have to decide whether to certify his victory. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine can you imagine what would happen in this country if Donald Trump did in fact uh end up as the Republican nomination nominee and if he in fact defeated Joe Biden and won back the presidency they go to January 6th 2025 the day that they have to certify his win in Congress and if you've got a bunch of Democrats that control things, they could decide that, well, I don't care what the voters decided, we're going to not certify his victory. That, my dear friends, that could lead to an insurrection. <laughs> well, or at least a lot of people very unhappy and very, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't, I just don't, don't see how that would happen. See, I think, I think the Supreme Court will make a decision. And I, the way I read all of this stuff is that they will read that this this particular clause of the uh, Constitution really doesn't uh, doesn't pertain to the president at all. It, uh, it, it, it's it's Section Three has rarely been used. I think maybe one time after the 1872 congressional amnesty excluded most former Confederates. That's what they were trying to do in this case, is they were trying to make sure that anybody that had been involved with the Confederacy, a Confederate officer, had raided uh, uh, Union forces or whatever else, that they could not hold office, uh, could not run for office. Uh, arguments about legal precedents go back to a lone 1869 opinion from Chief Justice Solomon Chase, who was hearing an appeal as a circuit judge rather than on the high court. The Trump case is expected, historic and expected to create new law. Uh, this isn't just a, is this a, a partisan case? Well, I think, I think if you go to either side, you'll find out the Republicans say it is a partisan case. The Democrats say, oh, no, it's not partisan. The thing the Democrats better understand here is that if this ruling goes against the Republican Party, it can be used against the Democrats just as easily. In other words, there's people out there that could say, for example, that, uh, uh, oh, let's say uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, when she raised money for people's defense to get them out of jail after they'd have been arrested on the Floyd uh incidences where they were arrested for vandalization, burning things, uh, whatever, that could be construed as 
in a, a, an attempt to overthrow the government. And she might be held up to this case as well. I mean, there's lots of uh, parameters here. The court, the high court doesn't, if, if it doesn't squelch it, if it doesn't squelch this case and just say, nah, this, this really is a non-factor and we'll let the voters in this country decide who gets elected. If it, if it doesn't do that, if the court doesn't squelch it, then you might get states like Minnesota and especially places like Illinois and Oregon bringing it back up, trying to put it back on the ballot to get Trump off the ballot in those states as well. And especially Democratic strongholds like California and New York, uh, you know, they've been pushed already to invalidate his candidacy uh, already. Uh, some already have proposed filings against Biden under the theory that his inability to stem the flow of migrants at the U.S. border amounts to providing aid and comfort to the country's enemies. And as I said, Camilla Harris has also been targeted under the theory that her raising bail money for people arrested in the protests over George Floyd's uh, murder by Minneapolis police amounts to engaging in insurrection. So unless the high court shuts this down, uh, this case could have really long, long tentacles. But I'm, I'm curious to see what people feel uh, this morning about this. Uh, I'm sure Tom from Port Wing will have some interesting takes on it. Uh, but th that's what is happening this morning. There is a young attorney that has been hired by Colorado that's trying to make their case um, I, as I say, I listened to about an hour of the testimony this morning before coming on the air. Didn't sound like it was going uh, too much, too far, uh, but we will uh, find out as we move along. In the meantime, uh, we, we, uh, love to talk to our good friend, Candy Fierro up at uh, dead on shooting range, especially now because she has come back from this biggest gun show, I think in the country that she was at a couple of weeks ago out in Arizona. Well, not Arizona out in Las Vegas, Nevada that, uh, and she bought a bunch of stuff there. Uh, Candy, are you starting to get some of the shipments of things coming in that you ordered? We are. It's so exciting. So I know I talked uh, to you a couple of days ago about the new Ross Martin handguns that we have yes. on the wall, and we got our shipment of those that we can put in the in the case to sell. So we do have some of them for sale now. I don't anticipate them lasting too long, so it's a good time to get out here and try it out, shoot it, and see what you think, and take one home. Absolutely, and that's the nice thing with you having one on the wall for rental is that you know, people might think, oh, gee, I don't know, I've never heard of this uh, firearm before. I've never seen it before. It's new. I want to try it and make sure it's uh, it's functioning. Well, you can do that. And then if you like it, you can buy one right there out of stock and take it home with you. That's right. Yeah. And it, it's great to see the the feedback from people on that one, because you do get that reaction, you know, oh, I've never heard of it. But most people are intrigued and curious more than standoffish about it, because what, especially once they hold it and they get to shoot it, they see that it's a really great quality pistol and it's, it shoots really well. So they, they have been waiting to, to take it home for sure. Now, uh, Candy, I'm curious, is this something that somebody might have if they're a concealed carry holder? Would they be interested in this? Is it something, I mean, I know it's, it's what, it's a nine millimeter? It is a nine millimeter, yep, and it's listed as a compact, so it's not as small as, 
it's, it's definitely not a subcompact. It's a decent size okay. where it fits in your hand well, but it's still small enough to carry, which is what I really like about it too. It's it's not super bulky and chunky. It's uh, to me, it's a perfect size. Super, super. Well, you got you got that coming in, and you got other things uh, coming in. But even beyond that, uh, you got you've got classes, of course, and things scheduled that are filling up fast. So it might be a great time for anybody that's been considered uh, taking a, a, a concealed carry class or even a safety class, getting up there and getting their name on the roster uh, because they're filling up quick. They are, yeah. It's been great to see. We've, we've had a lot of full classes lately. And, you know, we run two to three permit-to-carry classes per week. And we, we've had to add extra ones to the upcoming schedules. Uh, we've got Women's Permit-to-Carry Fundamentals, which we're actually running. We used to run just two times a month, but we're running those more often now because we've gotten more and more interest in those. So I just finished getting the schedule put up on our website. It is out through uh, the end of May, and it's got our new AR-101 class on there. It's got Pistol 101 and all of our Permit-to-Carry and Women's Permit-to-Carry Fundamentals classes. Super. Now, let me ask you a question. It's raining today. I, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out in the sand pit or the gravel pit and, and do some plinking. You got anywhere that might be out of the rain that I can uh, do some shooting? We have 10 lanes that are covered with a roof. We've got heat going and great ventilation system in there. So it's a great day to get out to the range and shoot and think about getting yourself a membership to, to make it even more affordable for you to come out and shoot on these crappy days like today. That's that's the nice thing is that if, if you shoot on a fairly regular basis, it's going to be a savings to you to buy a membership and then come anytime you want and shoot. Yes, our memberships have been really popular. People, you know, they find that they're coming even once or twice a month. They find that the membership more than pays for itself. So it's great to it's a great thing to look into if you're thinking that you might want to shoot and you're not sure about it. Come out and shoot once, and I, I guarantee you'll be hooked. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. We're talking, of course, to Candy Fierro, the owner of Dead On Indoor Shooting Range. And so much more. Uh, they've got gun sales, ammo, uh, rental guns, classes, uh, just so many things uh, that you can take. When you when you first walk into Dead On, you're going to be met by a retail store where literally anything to do with the firearms industry, you can buy sighting equipment, reloading equipment, ammunition, long guns, handguns, uh, clothing, anything. And and then, of course, the classrooms are beautifully uh, set up so that they're quiet and easy to learn things. And then when you want to take your shooting, you just walk right over behind the retail location. And as Candy said, 10 lanes of a beautiful indoor shooting right there at Dead on Arms. So give them a call today, 218-729-9689. Or better yet, get in your vehicle Leave Proctor, drive up Highway 2 coming out of Proctor. About eight miles, you'll find dead-on shooting range right there on the left-hand side. And you can go in and kick some tires and maybe get yourself a membership and uh, take a look at some of the new equipment that's coming in that uh, Candy has purchased at the big show in Las Vegas. Candy, thank you so much. Great things going on at dead-on shooting range. Thank you. Yep. Okay, talk to you soon. Well, Kenny, we better take our first break here. Uh, we don't want to get too far behind. And we'll be back with much more here on the Thursday edition of Sound Off. 
KDAO. Why is it it's our border? Wall talk. We can't have a fence. Built here. What's wrong with it? This is KDAL AM 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL time is 1128, 37 in Canal Park. And the winds are relatively light out of the northeast, about six miles an hour. But uh, yesterday in Duluth, Brad, we hit 40 degrees for the high. <laughs> 22 is the normal high this time of the year. And uh, one year ago, we were 35 on the high end. A couple of records broken y- again yesterday. Brainerd, 49. Green Bay, Set a record yesterday, 46. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, we Very have nice. some folks from Midwest Communications uh, visiting, and we have corporate offices in Green Bay. So, yeah, 46 yesterday, record in Green Bay. And some of these uh, folks uh, from Midwest Communications reside in Wausau. Wausau yeah. tied their record high yesterday, 47 degrees in Wausau yesterday. And I used to frequent you know, the Wausau my, uh, area from time oh, to yeah. time. Yeah. My best friend in the Marine Corps was uh, from Wausau, Wisconsin. Oh. Skip Whiteside. Yep. Really? Good guy. Really good guy. He'd been a wrestler in Wisconsin high school wrestling. Well, anyway, folks, uh, so what do you think about what's going on in the Supreme Court today? Do you think this is uh, um, this is going to be something that will affect? Well, it, it could. I mean, there's no doubt that it could affect the election, the presidential election as they move forward. Um Without a doubt. But, you know, in my just I'm a talk show host, so I I have an opinion and I'm allowed to state my opinion. And my opinion is this is just another attempt by the liberal Democratic wing of our of our nation to try to drive a stake into the heart of Donald Trump uh, and get him out of the get him out of the limelight. They don't want him. They they didn't like what he did when he was president. They didn't like the fact that he pretty much closed the border down, worked with Mexico uh, without giving them a boatload of money, without giving uh, South America a boatload of money. He worked with uh, Mexico and had an agreement that, yeah, you keep these people down there south. And when we want to have them uh, come to court, we'll bring up... Uh, uh, bring them up one at a time and go through the uh, court system to see whether or not they actually have a, an appeal uh, to to enter this country because they have been so threatened or misused uh, where they're coming from or whether they're just trying to run away from a, a bad third world country and get to a place where there's milk and honey flowing in the streets. Well, so, so, so this uh, Supreme Court ruling, they've wrapped up the case. They've wrapped it up. It's They've, all done now, huh? Yep. Well, I figured because it, it had been about an hour, hour and a half. Now, they haven't ruled No, yet, the decision right? will, no. uh, they're expecting a decision before Super Tuesday, uh, those primaries, next month. Yeah. But the uh, yeah. court hearing has wrapped up, and the case, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Trump is holding a press conference right now at Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Live, Yeah. Yeah, he was. It, it did say on one of the stations uh, that that he would be making a a report. I, I'll tell you, I don't know if you got to see any of it or listen to any of it, Kenny. Uh, I'm sure some of our listeners may have. I didn't think this is, you know, uh, this is just my opinion again. But I didn't think it was going very favorably for Colorado for the attorney that was representing Colorado. Uh, Every time he would open his mouth to make a statement, uh, one of the justices would step on his tongue. 
and said, well, wait a minute now, you're talking about that in your individual case in Colorado, but uh, you're, 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 this, is, uh, this is bringing uh, up something that could affect the entire national election process. Brad, could and you— And, boy, he was, he was, you know, struggling. Could you refresh my memory, and maybe others, but me in particular? Okay. Um, yes. Donald Trump was engaged in insurrection— and should be removed well, from the primary ballot, according to the Cal- right. Colorado Supreme Court. Was Donald Trump, was it an insurrection? And w- what involvement was Donald Trump uh, in this insurrection? Well, that's that's really what is going to be determined here, I think, Kenny, because that, that's what the Supreme Court is actually addressing, is was it really uh, an insurrection? Because an insurrection... According to the ruling or the way the thing is laid out, an insurrection really has to do with an armed rebellion. Uh, the uh, The attack on the U.S. Capitol, uh, according to the uh, attorneys that were representing Trump, Trump this morning, say the it wasn't an insurrection. The attack wasn't widespread, didn't involve large amounts of firearms. In fact, actually... I can think of only one firearm that was used, and that was a, a, a police officer for the Capitol that shot an unarmed woman and killed her. Yeah, Ashley Babbitt, a veteran. Yeah. You know, Brad, when yeah. you look at what happened at the Capitol on that day, and you see people scaling the walls and the fences, and there's a large group of people, what you see on the outside is not what was reflective on the inside. Because no. on the inside, there seemed to be some calm and some peace and, okay, yes. we're here. Well, now let's just go. And, in fact, there were some cases, and it's been reported that way in numerous, uh, numerous cases, that some people were actually had doors opened for them, unlocked for them, and said, here, don't break that door. Now, I, I got the key here. I'll open it up for you. Uh, because they, there was this feeling by some that this is the people's capital. And they were there to make their voice heard. Uh, now, what did Donald Trump do? Did he stand up like Hitler with his hand in the air saying, I demand that you storm the Capitol, bust down the walls, break down the doors? Yes. No, he said, look, if you're going to go yes, over there. He did. uh, oh, he didn't? Peace. No, oh. no, he didn't. No, oh. no. Okay. no. In fact, he said, he said, if you're going to go over there, go peacefully, protest peacefully. Don't uh, don't do anything dumb. Uh, so, you know, you've got a group of people here that uh, that didn't like what happened. And it wasn't the it wasn't the prettiest sight in the world. We shouldn't shouldn't have to see that. We shouldn't have to see anything like that. But I think it's really a stretch to say that uh, that this was somehow sedation and that Trump, you know, I, the attorneys for Trump say, look, he didn't engage in anything that day other than exercising his protected free speech rights. So, you know, I think that's really what it's going to all come down to. Uh, now, there's a lot of feeling. A number of the news stories that I read this morning, Kenny, indicated that they feel that this will be fairly simple because the Supreme Court now is controlled uh, mostly by Republican-controlled or Republican-appointed justices and unless it's really, uh, unless this attorney this morning could really make something of a case that really popped out, stood out, it's probably going to be overturned. And, you know, I, I think they're they're going to not, the fact that they want to address this prior 
to the uh, to Super Tuesday, I think is a pretty good indication that they know that Trump's on the ballot. He's leading uh, spectacularly at this point, and he's probably going to be the uh, chosen person. And I'm I'm not thinking that they want to see any kind of a a real uprising in this country. Anyway, we gotta we gotta catch up to date on CBS News, and then we'll come back, and we've got uh, plenty of people that might be maybe want to weigh in on this. Oh, yeah, baby, I know that music. (laughs) That's the music of somebody that's just going to save a lot of money on their insurance bill, courtesy of the fine folks over at Solutions Insurance. This is the time of the week, Thursdays, when we talk to Chris Lohmeyer from Solutions Insurance. And, you know, first of all, let me lay it out for you. Solutions Insurance is an all-lines independent agency representing numerous 60 to 70 different companies that are all different in rates, different in coverages. And one of them might just be the answer to your ever-increasing insurance bills. And is it a lot of work for you to have to uh, find out to to make this, uh, you know, to go to Solutions Insurance and have them check it out? No, it's not. If you were to call Chris, I think uh, I can bring you into this at this point. I think it's fair to say, if I was to call 60 to 70 insurance companies and each ask each one of them to give me a rate, it might take me a week <laughs> or longer. But if they, oh, if they call Brad. solution, yeah, yeah, it would. It would easily take that. But if you, get a, if you call Solutions Insurance at 218-628-1878, 628 one of their fine agents, Heidi, Maggie, Allie, Tim, Chris, Sonia, any of them, they'll all roll up their sleeves, go to work for you, and try to find you a company that will give you as good a coverage, if not better, and save you some money. And I think you said that this week we're going to be kind of uh, surprised. That's right, Brad. Your memory serves you well. So, uh <laughs> We've got a good win of the week this week. This is for personal insurance, and this is courtesy of Maggie. She knocked it out of the park. This, I think, is one of those that's probably eligible for a Hall of Famer. So are you ready? Are you sitting down for this one, Brad? I I, I truly am, yes. Maggie, go. All right. There we go. So Maggie had a, a... family of four. There's a family of four, and uh, they called up and they said, hey, we've been with the company that we're with for the past seven years, and the rates okay. just keep climbing and climbing, and can you do something for us? So Maggie rolled up her sleeves. She did that time-saving insurance shopping for them, and the good thing is they were with a company that that's the only thing the agent could provide was insurance from that one company, okay? Well, Maggie doing that uh, checking, that it comparing, she found that the best thing in this case for them was to have, say, the home with one of our companies and the auto with one of our other companies. Okay, we can do that sometimes, and sometimes that makes the most sense. And you know why it made the most sense, Brad? Because in the process, she was able to write them with equal or better coverage, and she put 3000 $200 back in their pocket rather than higher insurance premiums. That's a home run. Oh, my God. <laughs> For just auto and home, 
let me just make sure I got this right now, for just writing an auto and a home policy for a, for a family of four, Maggie was able to save them $3,200 a year and give them the same or better coverage than what they had. Is that what you're telling me, Chris? That's exactly right, Brad. And, you know, that kind of thing for us in our business, in our agency, I mean, I'm not exaggerating that that is thrilling because think about that. You know, to be able to put that kind of money back in a family of four, back in their pocket that they can use for so many other things, so many important things as far as oh, paying yeah. bills. Or, I mean, it's just it's, it's a wonderful feeling. We love doing that. Well, folks, think about this. If, if you were paying your insurance on a monthly basis, that's a savings of $267 a month. I would suggest that's probably somebody's, in, well, maybe with a family of four, who knows, but that's close to a month's groceries for a family. And, and on a quarterly basis, that's uh, $800 savings quarterly. That's huge. That's right. Absolutely. So if anybody else wants us to do that insurance shopping, save them a ton of time, if, time, if nothing else. And, you know, as you have said before, as I have said before, Brad, does this mean that in every situation we can knock it out of the park for someone? No. No. However, in those situations where we can't, we are the first to tell someone, you know, we did that shopping. And guess what? You're actually best where you are right now for now. But we always always follow it up with people to say, keep an eye on it, because I'll tell you, if that thing does jump up on you, then do not be afraid to call us back. We'll never get irritated and say, hey, you know, we we did a lot of insurance shopping for you, and you're calling back? No, no, no. We love that. So uh, that happens a lot, actually, where people say, you know, I was good where I was at, but, you know, I called you two years later, and, boy, it's high, and then we can help them then. Well, it's it's just a, a once again another example of what'll happen at Solutions Insurance. These agents, this whole agent force there, is is really one hundred percent before the uh, t- in in back of the idea that they're going to go to work for you and try to save you the money. And the big difference between that and where this person was insured is, like you said, Chris. I think the proper vernacular for that is they were. A, they were with a captive agency. That's what we used to call it anyway in the business. Captive means that's all you've got. You've got that one company to be able to sell, and that's it, where you guys uh, have a myriad of opportunities to work with people with. That's correct, Brad. Okay. Well, listen, folks, uh, an, another great example from Solutions Insurance. They Solutions might be your solution to higher insurance and the nice thing is, it doesn't cost you a dime. And in this case, it saved this family $3,200. Not dimes, but dollars. That is spectacular. Uh, Maggie, take the rest of the day off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Chris, thank you. Another great win of the week for Solutions Insurance. Thanks, Brad. Yep. Talk to you again. Wow. Kenny, wow. that's that's amazing. <laughs> you know, it really is, Brad. It really is something. And this family's got to be feeling fantastic. Again, we've talked over and over that, you know, there's inflation that's affecting us. And something yep. like this really helps that. And this is uh, an inflation buster at 
a solution it to is. insurance, it, no doubt. It is. And and so many times what happens, Kenny, in these kind of situations, you know it, it's probably happened to you, it, it happened to me in the past, you 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 get your insurance, you know you're covered, you get the bill, yeah, it went up a little bit, okay, man, I'm upset about that, but I'll pay it. And, you know, next thing you know, you're six or seven years down the line and you've had six or seven additional increases. And really, it doesn't cost you a dime to see if you might be somebody like this family of four that can save $3,200 just by having solutions run it up the flagpole, as they say. Yeah, amazing. It, it truly is amazing. Well, listen, we uh, did we do our CBS News? We yes, did I our CBS did. News. You got a minute or two here before the next break. Uh, Brad, it was real sad and uh, heart-wrenching to hear about those five Marines that oh, were lost yeah. and presumed killed. I don't think they, they found any remains yet, have they? Well, they have not gotten to the crash site yet. They have found the helicopter. It was a, a Marine CH-53E Super Stallion. That's the the biggest helicopter that the Marine Corps flies. It's capable of carrying a lot more than just five Marines, but uh, <clears throat> it crashed. Evidently coming back from, uh, it was on a mission coming out of the... Um, out of Arizona, or I think it was Arizona anyway. Yeah, it was the Third uh, Marine Air Wing, and they left. Uh, uh, no, um, it was it was Creech in, in near Las Creech. Vegas. It said. In, no. Yeah, there you go, Creech Creech Air. I've had not even heard of that base, by the way. And they were going back to Miramar to the base, the Marine uh, headquarters for the 361st Marine Aircraft Group, and it crashed evidently in the mountainous region coming back towards the San Diego area. And that mountainous region right now is under some tremendous uh, weather conditions. They've got sleeting rain, they've got snow, they've got uh, all kinds of things going on. Now, this particular helicopter was supposedly built to handle any kind of weather conditions. Oh, no. But it uh, it didn't do it. Something went wrong and... Uh, they have found the helicopter, but it appears like all of the people that were in it are dead. In fact, the Marine Corps has uh, identified the Marines and have not released it yet because they're notifying the next of kin, but the efforts uh, seem to be to recover the remains and the equipment that were on there and that uh, the Marine Corps has uh, sent its, deep and con its deepest cons condolences to the family. <clears throat> and it just... Uh, it's a sad situation, so we'll find out more as we go along. But let's uh, let's take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back and wrap up our number one here on Sound Off. KDAL time, 11.55. Uh, it's not raining downtown right now, but we have seen some rain downtown already, and some areas around us have seen some decent showers. So the rain is here, Brad, and quite frankly, now, we Kenny, need... Now, what's, Kenny, uh, what's the temperature right now outside? 37 is it... degrees is the downtown okay, temp. So... So you're not going to get any freezing drizzle at that kind of temperature. Well, it's, maybe not downtown. It's, it's rain. Yeah, maybe not downtown. Now, for instance, the Iron Range. Today, rain on the Iron Range. And then tonight, rain likely, then rain, snow. And then tomorrow, snow likely. Again, that's the Iron Range. Even here in the Twin Ports, we could see some snow tomorrow. But there's not going to be any okay. great accumulations. Um, Brad, one year ago today, uh, we had 82 <laughs> inches of snow had already fallen. How, how much? <laughs> 82 inches. Oh, my God. Yeah. March of last year saw 35 inches of snow. March of last year. 
And right now outside, we don't even have enough snow to cover the dogs droppings no. in the yard. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Well, we've got uh, we've got some people who want to weigh in. We've got Phil up the North Shore. Uh, Phil, what's up? What do you say? Yeah, hey, Brad, I just wanted to call in uh, and sound off real quickly about the whole thing with January 6th and uh, Trump on the ballot, because as we know, uh, uh, Trump can win even if they keep him off the ballot because they can write him in. We've already seen that happen for both candidates, Biden and Trump, right, in the primaries. And uh, so, you know, that's, this is all just kind of a smokescreen. For some reason, they want us to, you know, the, the, the news is distracting us. Uh, and this is how they're going to do it. And two, uh, I know that there was a whole bunch of videotape footage that was given to Tucker Carlson. And I'm hoping he didn't take that with him to Russia because the, the word is they're not going to let him back in. They're not going to let him back into the U.S. And, you know, whatever happened to all that footage, Brad, right? Yeah. Well, Tucker Carlson, uh, Tucker Carlson has gone and evidently he has interviewed Putin in Russia. But my my belief is that he's already back here. I had just read a story this morning that he's already back in the United States. So uh, I thought they'd try and block him from coming in. But, Brad, real quickly, with regards to the uh, death of the soldiers in the helicopter crash, it's getting a lot of publicity, which I got no problem with. But, Brad, we never heard a word about the two Navy SEALs that died off the coast of Yemen. Well, we did. I mean, we talked about it on this show numerous times, the fact that the one went into the sea to aid the other one as they're supposed to. But we never really heard what was the what what did the government send them on? What was what was their intention on boarding their ship? What were they going to be doing? Right. Because, Brad, I'll just point out to you, too, that. We've got uh, attacks on our troops that are coming out of Iraq, and they're supposedly uh, rebels supported by Iran. But then all of a sudden that kind of contradicts. We had a big war between Iran and Iraq uh, before we got messed up. And if you recall, that was like an eight-year war. And they were just slaughtering each other back and forth. And now now I come to hear that they're working together. And two— People got to look at these drones that they're talking about. We, I'm a little bit still skeptical. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of strange stuff going on. And as Phil said, thank, thank you, Phil. As Phil said, there, there was war going on for a long time between Saddam Hussein's uh, Iraq and, and what was going on in Iran for years. In fact, they had fought basically to a stalemate, and then we came into play. But we'll talk more about this when we come back with hour number two here on Sound Up KDAL Radio.